Hi, I'm Kath James and I run Mountain Expertise, which is a guiding and instructional business based mostly in Snowdonia in North Wales, but I do head up to Scotland for the winter to take people winter climbing and mountaineering. And I also run some online modules which support climbers and mountaineers in the stuff that they do out there. So I've developed a module to support people who are budding leaders and instructors which is titled How to Prepare for a Mountain Training Assessment. And I've also done a quickfire module on helping summer hill walkers winterise their navigation so that they're able to go out and practice the skills that are essential for, for winter navigation during the summer so that they're then upskilled and ready to tackle days out in the winter. And of course, uh, an online module like that is no substitute for real instruction out on the hill. But what it does do is provide people with a basis for starting some practice in the summer um, in a friendlier environment to help them develop as winter walkers, mountaineers, climbers in terms of their navigation ability. Um, hopefully I'll be adding some more online modules in the future. But for the moment, those two are up there and um, ready to be logged on to if you're interested. You might wonder why I... Have decided to do a podcast and I just thought it'd be a really nice way of sharing what I'm doing and some of the aspects of the work of the work I do may be interesting to other instructors but also to other climbers and mountaineers and I thought it'd be a nice place to share and discuss things that happen every day when you're out on the hill climbing mountaineering whether that's in your personal time or whether that is as an instructor. So I am a winter mountaineering and climbing instructor and um, I spend lots of time taking people climbing, mountaineering, but also spend a lot of time working on the mountain training qualifications. So training and assessing people and supporting people through that process. So what I'm aiming to do with this podcast is to share some of my learnings and reflections from doing this sort of work with folks in quick, fairly snappy um, podcasts that just perhaps give you something to reflect on, think about or just share an experience that helps develop people's learning and understanding of the sort of work um, that I do, but also generally just being a safer mountaineer and climber as possible. So the first one is me sharing how I brief a group of candidates at, at the start of a mountain training assessment. And it won't always be the same as this. Um, it depends. Each assessment's different. Each assessment has different individuals on it and different weather conditions as well. So there'll be variety. This isn't, I don't play this recording to start an assessment, but it, this would just give you an idea of how I'd set up an assessment and perhaps be really useful for anyone who's not attended a mountain training assessment yet to have a little heads up on what might happen at the start of their assessment. And of course, each course director starting an assessment is going to have their own way of doing it, but I thought it might be useful to have at least heard someone doing it prior to stepping forward for an assessment. So I hope you enjoy it and um, any feedback that you have is greatly appreciated. So, you know, please comment or get in contact to um, pass on any feedback that you might have. Enjoy. Thanks. I'm going to chat through how... I set up an assessment from a course director's point of view. And this is a sort of generic start to a course to fill people in on 
what's going to happen through the process of assessment. So after the sort of standard welcome, um, venue info and introductions to each other and to any other assessors who might be working on the course, I'll aim to brief everyone about the aims and processes of the assessment on that particular course. I'll talk about the assessment being a holistic assessment, so it's not based on separate small elements, it's over the whole course of the assessment, whether that be one day, two days, four days or five days. Um, and what the assessors are looking for is consistency of performance over the course. They'll be looking at your decision-making processes and how you're looking after people, as well as specific technical skills that are required to do the role of the qualification that you're hoping to gain. As assessors, we understand that people make mistakes and that an assessment's really stressful. And I'll brief people on the fact that where we can, we give people to um, opportunities to amend any mistakes that they make. Okay, so perhaps you're a little bit out on a navigation leg. I might not feed back that back to you and just wait to see that you then um, speak up and say, actually, when I thought I was here, we were actually there. And this can be really valuable as well because it allows us to see the processes that you go through to amend any errors that, that you might make. And, you know, we can all make small errors when we're out and about. The key thing is that you don't have poor decision-making processes and you're not putting anyone at risk when you're making any mistakes. Logbooks form another part of the assessment and they provide evidence of your experience. So I'll remind people to make sure that their logbooks are as up-to-date as possible so that when I look at it as a course director, I'm able to look at your current most recent um, experience. And then through the assessment, assessors will set different tasks. And if you're not sure what they've asked you to do, please check and make sure that you've, you've got the right message. Whilst you're performing these different tasks, the assessor will be observing and they're just observing to see what you're doing and where that sits against the standard that's required by the syllabus. Some areas of the syllabus are better assessed through questioning, some through setting particular tasks. And it, sometimes it can be really helpful for us as assessors if you can explain your thinking. So if you're given a navigation leg, you explain your strategy so that we understand the thinking behind why you're going from there to there and then on to where you need to end up. Um, equally, if it's something to do with uh, ropes, then might be that we ask you to explain why this set of anchors is good and solid. Yeah. So if you can share, please do, because it means we don't have to ask you so many questions. But if there's anything we're unsure of or we want further explanation, then that's part of the assessor's role to find out what's going on in your head and um, be able to understand how you're coming to the decisions that you're making. The next thing I'll talk about is feedback and feedback's a huge part of the process. Each assessor will set up the day in their own way. Um, and I think that's a good point at which it's useful to be able to discuss feedback. So if you know that you like feedback in a certain way, then it might be useful to have a discussion with the assessor right at the start of the day so that they're, they're aware of that. That working together allows you to receive feedback when you're ready to receive it. Equally though, sometimes assessors may delay giving feedback 
because they want a little bit more time to think things through. It might be that they decide they'd like to discuss some of their observations from the day with the course director or with another assessor working on the course. And this isn't necessarily anything for you to worry about. It's just the, the assessor being really robust in the process and wanting to give you the best possible feedback to, to help you and to help you develop. So you know, at times, it may be appropriate for an assessor to say, I'm going to leave that for now. We'll move on to the next thing and I'll get back to you with feedback on that as soon as I possibly can. But I need to discuss that with someone else or I need some more time to to think that through. You've got to remember that the assessor is often dealing with four people and four people's sets of feedback. So, you know, please be patient there. Equally, if you're not ready to receive feedback and you know that you're not going to be able to take information on, let them know and then they, they can come to a, a way of making it more comfortable for you to receive feedback at another point in time. And all of that feedback gets then given to the course director. They're collecting those observations that the assessors have made and at the end of the course there'll be discussion over how people have done and way up to look at the whole performance to make sure that everything's at the standard or to make sure that if things aren't at the standard there's a good action plan that can be made to help people get to the standard. So it's a really robust process where lots of thinking goes on from the assessor's point of view. Um, the assessors and the course directors get together and they make sure that they're getting a result for you that is appropriate to the standard that you performed at through that assessment process. So a few little tips I've got about the actual process. I've seen people fall into the trap of comparing themselves to others whilst on assessment or starting to assess themselves and I think this is a really unhelpful trait. So if you feel like that's happening, have a chat with your assessor. If you need a timeout, timeout's absolutely okay to ask for timeout. But um, yeah, ask for feedback if you feel like you're starting to assess yourself and you want to actually know how you are doing. And if you're starting to compare yourself to others, then maybe it might be useful to ask for some feedback or get some time out so you can sort of reset and stop, stop falling into that trap of assessing yourself. Assessors are responsible for the overall safety. So, you know, please respect that through the course of your assessment. They've got this job of allowing you to be in charge and show your best, but equally they have to make sure that no harm comes to anyone. So just a gentle reminder on, on that really and the assessor's responsibility for everything overall. So that sort of concludes the briefing that I'd give in terms of the assessment process, but then I'll go on to talk about what the results could be. So the results can be a pass where you are at the standard for all areas of the syllabus and you get to go off and, and use your qualification. You've gained it. Brilliant. Another result could be a defer and that's where we haven't seen enough consistency of you at the standard in a, perhaps one or two areas of the syllabus and that would mean you'd need to come back and present yourself for a day or two to show that you can perform at the standard required by the syllabus. And then the third result is a fail and that's where there are numerous areas of the syllabus where you're not at the standard and you'd have to represent yourself for the whole assessment all over again. Now, if you get either a fail or defer, there will be opportunity to discuss those results with the course director at the end of the course. 
and you will be given an action plan. The observations of where you haven't been at the standard will be highlighted and illustrated so that you know what it was that meant that you got that result. And the action plan should help you moving forward to prepare for a reassessment at a later date. Okay, so that's the results um, section that I'd chat through with people and, and I'd ask if anyone had any questions on any of that. And then the final thing that I would talk to people about is it being a developmental process. And although assessments can be stressful and hard work, hopefully by the end of your assessment, you will feel like you've learned some stuff and you've improved and that you're a better leader or instructor than you were at the start of the process of assessment. Okay, so I chat through all of that stuff and then I look at the plan for the course. So, you know, what's the plan for each day? Um, a rough outline so that people know what's coming up. And then I'd look at the plan for that particular day, split people into teams and uh, reintroduce them to to the assessors and then they get to go out and um, enjoy a nice day out on the crag or on the hill. Hope that's really helpful to just give you an idea of the sort of things that a course director might talk about at the start of a course. Of course this is what I do and there are lots of different providers and course directors out there delivering mountain training courses and everyone will have their own way of starting a course but hopefully that gives you a little bit of an idea as to what might happen and means that you feel more comfortable going into that first morning of your assessment. Thanks for listening and it'd be great to know what you think so you know pass on any feedback that you'd have that'd be really handy. Um, in the meantime I've probably got about a month before I'm going to try and get out another podcast and that gives me a month to scratch my head and work out what the next one's going to be about but keep your eyes open if you enjoyed this one there'll be something coming along in about a month or so thanks bye